The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells Chapter 2 The Falling Star Then came the night of the first falling star. It was seen early in the morning rushing over Winchester eastward, a line of flame high in the atmosphere. Hundreds must have seen it and taken it for an ordinary falling star. Albin described it as leaving a greenish streak behind it, a glowed for some seconds, denning our greatest variety of meteorites, stated that the height of its first appearance was about 90 or 100 miles. It seemed to him that it was fell to earth about 100 miles east of him. I was at home at that hour and writing in my study, and although my French windows face towards Uttershore, a blind was up, for I loved in those days to look up at the night sky. I saw nothing of it. It is strangest of all things that ever came to earth, for outer space must have fallen while I was sitting there, visible to me, had I had only looked up, let it pass. Home those who saw its flight say it travelled with a hissing sound. I myself heard nothing of that. Many people in Berkshire, Surrey, Middlesex, must have seen a fall of it, and most they have thought that another meteorite had descended. No one seems to have troubled to look for the fallen mass that night. But very early in the morning, poor Ogilvy, who had seen the shooting star, who was persuaded that a meteorite, meteorite may lay somewhere on the common, between Holswell and Sean Woking, rose early for the idea of finding it. Find it he did, soon after dawn and not far from the sand pits. An enormous hole had been made by the impact of the projectile. The sand and gravel had been flung violently in every direction over the heath, forming heaps visible a mile and a half away. Harrow was on fire eastward. A thin blue smoke rose against the dawn. The thing itself lay almost entirely buried in sand, and missed the scattered splinters of a fir tree. It shivered to f- fragments in its descent. The uncovered part, the appearance of a large cylinder, caked over and its outlines softened by thick, scaly, dun-coloured incarceration had a diameter of about thirty yards. He approached the mass, surprised at the size, more so at the shape, more since most meteorites are rounded more or less completely. It was, however, still so hot from its light that through the air as to forbid his near approach. The slurring noise of its cylinder he ascribed to the unequal cooling of its surface, for at that time it had not occurred to him it might be hollow. He remained standing at the edge of the pit that the thing had made for itself, staring at its strange appearance, astonished chiefly its unusual shape and colour, dimly perceiving even then some evidence of design in its arrival. The early morning was wonderfully still, and the sun, just clearing the pine trees towards Weybridge, what was already warm. He did not remember hearing any birds that morning. There is certainly no breeze stirring. Those sounds were the faint movements of Vincendry Senator. He was all alone on the common. Then suddenly he noticed with a start that some of the grey clinker 
Ashy in castration that covered the meteorite was falling off the circular edge of the end. It was dropping off in flakes and raining down upon the sand. A large piece suddenly came off and fell with a sharp noise that brought his heart into his mouth. For a minute, he scarcely realized what this meant. And Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oh, the heat was excessive. He clambered down to the pit close to the bulk to see the thing more clearly. Fancied even then... The calling of the body might account for this, but what disturbed that idea was the fact that ash was falling only from the end of the cylinder. Then he perceived that, very slowly, the cylinder top of the cylinder, circle top of the cylinder, was rotating on its body. With such a gradual movement, he discovered it only through noticing a black mark had been near him five minutes ago, but now on the other side of the circumference. Even then he scarcely understood what this indicated until he heard a muffled grating sound, saw the back mark jerk forward an inch or so. Then the thing came upon him in a flash. The cylinder was artificial, hollow, but then it screwed out. Something when the cylinder was unscrewing the top. Good heavens, said Ogably. There's a man in it, man, men in it, half roasted to death, trying to escape. At once, with a quick mental flat leap, he linked to the thing, the flash upon Mars. The fault of the creature was so dreadful to him, he forgot the heat and went towards the cylinder to help turn. But luckily the dull radiation arrested him, before he could burn his hands on the still glowing metal. And then he stood in insolent a moment, then turned, scrambled out of the pit, set off running wildly to Woking. The time must have been somewhere about six o'clock. He met the wagoner and tried to make him understand the tale he told and his appearance was so wild. He's had to fall off in the pit. The man said he drove on. He's equally obsessed with the pot man who is just unlocking the doors of the public house by House Cell Bridge. The fellow thought he was a lunatic at large, made an unsuccessful attempt to shut him in the tap room. That sobered him with him a little he saw Henderson, the London journalist, his gardening called over the palings, made himself understood. Henderson, he called. You saw that shooting star last night? Well, said Henderson, he's out on Helmsell Common now. Good Lord, said Henderson. Full of meteorite, that's good. But is it, it's something more than a meteorite. Cylinder, artificial cylinder, man. There's something inside. Henderson stood up with his spade in his hand. What's that? he said. 
his death of one ear. Ogilvy told him all that he had seen. Henderson was a minute or so, or so taking it in. Then he dropped his spade, snatched up his jacket, and came out on into the road. Two men hurried back at once to the common and found the cylinder still lying, cylinder still lying in the same position. But now the sounds inside had ceased. A thin circle of bright metal showed between the top and the body of the cylinder. Air was neither, either entering or escaping the room with a thin, sizzling sound. He listened, wrapped on the scaly burnt metal with a stick, and meeting with no response, they both concluded that men or man inside must be insensible or dead. Of course, the two were quite unable to be to do anything. He shouted consonant and promises, went off back to the town again to get help. While one can imagine him, covered with sand, excited and disordered, running up the little street in the bright sunlight, just as the shop folks were taking down the shutters, people were opening bedroom windows. Henderson went to the railway station at once and ordered to telegraph the news to London. The newspaper articles had prepared man's minds for the section of the idea. By eight o'clock, the number of boys and unemployed men already started for the common to see the dead men from Mars. That was the form of the, the story took. I heard it first from my newspaper boy. At a quarter to nine, I went out to get my daily chronicle. I was naturally startled. I lost no time in going out and across the Ottershaw Bridge to the sandpits.